Mike's Daily Podcast. This is going to be an interesting podcast because I just found out I got to get up at like four. Mike's Daily Podcast. In the morning, that's okay because you know what? Sometimes you've got to do these things and people just really love it when I sing to you. And it's episode 2,283. And that means I've done a lot of podcasts from you listening to me thank you for catching the podcast at mike's daily podcast.com it's on youtube twitter facebook and mike's several podcast daily site places podcast anchor podomatic yeah spreaker all over what's that one launch something okay hi it's mike well Did you know that Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is one of the, uh, let's say, interesting people on the planet? I just bring that up. Hey, let's say, for example, you're young and heartache to heartache you stand. No uh, promises, no demands. Both of us knowing love is a battlefield. But let's say you want to start out and you want to be... Uh, what advice should a young adult have about getting their first full-time job? Wow. So when I, I wanted so badly a full-time job in radio when I was young, just out of college, just out of UCSB. And man, this, okay, I got to change this website I'm looking at right now because there it, it, it's got this incredible images taken moments before tragedy. It's an app. That just pops up Because I'm looking at Yahoo News And just that depresses me What? Why would you look at those pictures? That's terrible Back to the kids of the world You know I believe the children are our future And here's today's podcast picture Teach them well Let them lead the way Show them all the beauty they possess inside Give them a sense of pride To make it easier Let the children's laughter remind us how We used to be Helping someone start strong Is an amazing gift Get comfortable with juggling Different financial goals That's an interesting one So the podcast picture today I took a year ago After the late great Basil the Boxer Had passed just a few weeks earlier And my lovely lady friend and I I Believe it was a Sunday much like today There he is right now The late great Basil the Boxer We walked out to Heron Bay Where I took Basil many, many, many a time And there was a beautiful sunset happening And just a magic moment And you can see it at mikesdailypodcast.com I also got the Instagram going on And a bunch of other things So Susie Orman Said So often I'm asked if a young adult should focus on paying off student loans Or start saving for retirement The answer is both The best approach is to work toward different goals from the get-go Negotiate your first salary The higher you start, the higher your future raises will be Yes, true Susie, but don't price yourself out of a job A job that will get your foot in the door And I'm understanding why a lot of young people So I I interview a lot of people For positions At my company 
And there is this sort of this attitude of, no, I'll find something better. I'm like, well, you want to get, you want to work in radio, right? You want to work at a good company, right? A company that's not going to let you go after three weeks, right? So, yeah, there's some of that. But Susie's like, aim high, shoot for the moon. Negotiate your first salary. Get on top of your student loan debt. Avoid lifestyle creep. Now, this is interesting. Susie says, I have a long advised people to live below your means, but within your needs. If you do that right out of the gate, of adulthood You will have an easier time Building financial security If you need a car Buy a used one oh, Young people buying new cars That is ridiculous That is just what wait, That is just You want your life to, to be a Wow Really more difficult than it needs to be Move in with roommates In the early going Rather than spending more on your own place That will free up more money for other goals Excellent I agree with that Susie I did that I still buy used cars Especially But now the used cars are so expensive Because of the chips not being made Delicious chips Mm-mm. You know I have a craving for Pringle chips right now not the best thing for me, but I had a picture taken of me last night with our cat Rodler, the uh, the the feral cat that we have rehabilitated, and I look I looked at the picture and went, oh wow, there is an unpleasant gut that Mike has these days. That's not good. So I got to work on that. And today, I took a ride on Bart. I walked from my house to get to the BART station It's about I thought it used to be a half hour walk But since Mike's got the gut It's taking more like 45 minutes But maybe the more I do that And ride BART again The more um, The more that I will work off that gut See that is the thing about Exercise is you if you force yourself to do it in a way where you have to do it like if i need to get somewhere that i need to be and i i don't just get in the comfortable car and actually put some physical work into it or if you say let's say you park further away from the entrance to the store or your work or wherever that gives you more steps every little bit helps start saving for retirement Yesterday, Every dollar saved at an early age will have more years to grow. And then they, then they, then they quote all these numbers that when they do this on a podcast or in the, on the radio, when you hear the numbers, it's just uh, blah, 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 glaze over. No, thanks. At any rate, you know, the idea it's going to help. Start your emergency fund Life is sometimes messy And emergency fund helps you weather the mess The goal when you are starting out Is to commit to a monthly savings plan And automate everything Hmm Susie I don't agree with you on that either Now she says Set up automatic bill pay And you will never be late with a payment Okay I understand the reasoning Not being late with a payment Yes But if you set up automatic payment 
As we go outside a cafe anyway We're bringing Mike's Daily Podcast Somewhere in Podcaster Valleyton today The last place on earth You, when it comes to credit cards Will not see all the time The things that you paid for And what if someone has hacked your card One of the easiest, best ways To check on that Is to read your dang credit card statement That you get every month And see, oh, what what is this? I didn't pay for this. What's that about? Now, of all the time, I do this all the time, and I've been doing this for years. Have I ever seen anything that was suspect? No. That could have, that could change in a heartbeat, though, as you well know. So, anyway, but she's saying, Cafe Anyway, you want to help build a strong credit score by making sure you make that payment. And that's, that's true Scheduling automatic monthly transfers From checking into your emergency savings fund Ensures you will have a cushion to help you through any financial surprises Hmm Well Yeah Juggling finances A college senior asked if she should use savings to help pay down the student loan She's got something like $90,000 worth of student loans Yikes uh, Cause oh she wants to be a nurse Oh yeah that's gonna be expensive This is where juggling comes in Susie Orman says Her private loans have high interest rates So job one is to look into Consolidating the loans Into one fixed rate payment At the same time Starting an emergency fund is vital as is getting rolling with retirement savings I would agree with her on that As far as emergency funds I got hit with a huge tax bill This year Like in the tens of thousands of dollars That was my tax bill And I had I, I needed to pay it The previous year I had an issue With uh, some something to do with a house and a septic tank and all that And that was really expensive So yeah, it's good to have those emergency funds But then before that For for many years before that Didn't have to dip into it So some people say Oh, I don't have an emergency fund Put it all in stocks And I understand that But you gotta have something there uh, If she wants to make a faster dent In paying off her expensive private loans My advice is to really double down On living below her means But within her needs That's her big thing And I pulled that out of the Costco connection You know what else I pulled out of the Costco connection? Oh. Thank you Susie Orman For that important article That I just completely crumpled up Preparing for disaster We're, we're, thinking, we're thinking about the worst case scenario today you say scenario and I say scenario You say Mario and I say Mario Scenario, scenario, Mario, Mario Andretti is the best racer guy That's a great song You should learn the lyrics to that Whether due to a disaster such as a hurricane or winter storm Or to prevent getting ill from the flu I know someone who's got the flu right now they ain't happy at all At all And they're anti-vaxxers So look out It's important to be Did I say anti-vaxxer? Bum 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 John F. Kennedy Jr. Okay I mean uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Sorry 
So he is one of the disinformation dozen spreading vaccine misinformation online. He cemented himself as a prominent anti-vaxxer long before the pandemic. And he is the nephew of former President John F. Kennedy. He became an anti-vax online influencer. A recent report found that most COVID-19 disinformation online is spread by just 12 people. And one of them is the nephew of former President John F. Kennedy. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. cemented himself as a prominent anti-vaccine advocate well before the pandemic. But his rhetoric took on a whole new meaning when the COVID-19 pandemic took over the world last year. The 67-year-old Kennedy, who is the son of former Attorney General and also ran for president and actually was assassinated the year I was born, Robert F. Kennedy became one of the disinformation dozen spreading COVID-19 conspiracy theories online. Kennedy graduated from Harvard, attended law school at the University of Virginia, earned his master's in environmental law at Pace University. He gained a reputation for defending indigenous groups, fighting against the use of fossil fuels, all while rubbing shoulders with Hollywood elite at climate change awareness events and other social functions. But he veered into anti-vax circles in the 1990s when he co-founded the Food Allergy Initiative. He started entertaining theories that some allergies were linked to vaccines that were given to kids. He edited and wrote multiple books about what he said was inadequate vaccine safety. He founded the World Mercury Project in 2016. That's his big cause, which became the Children's Health Defense in 2018, an activist organization devoted to anti-vaccine initiatives. The group alleges, among other things, that administering some vaccines in children can cause conditions such as autism and cancer. And guess what? He's got a new book called The Real Anthony Fauci. Yeah. Bill Gates, Big Pharma, and the Global War on Democracy and Public Health. And if you listen to any of the conservative talk show hosts that are anti-vaxxers, these are the four things they bring up all the time. Fauci, Bill Gates... Big Pharma And uh, vaccines Talk about that all the time And that's where Facebook comes in The book explores what Kennedy describes As Fauci's botched handling of the pandemic Oh yeah, because it's all his fault And how he staged an assault On our First Amendment guarantee of free speech And this is interesting The son of one of our most popular Democratic presidents is basically echoing what a lot of conservative talk show hosts are saying. Republican Party uh, leaders. Fauci, Silicon Valley, and media allies dutifully censored criticism of his policies on mainstream social media. Oh yeah, because they go after big, big tech and big pharma. That's the big, big, big things they talk about. And Oh, Fauci collaborated to muzzle any medical information about therapies and treatments that might end the pandemic and complete, compete with vaccines. Now, 
Interestingly enough, the other day I'm listening to a very popular conservative talk show host who worked for Donald Trump, uh, and he had on his show, and I forgot who it was, a also an outspoken conservative who said, hey, look, you know what? Not all of us conservatives are anti-vaxxers. I went out and got the vaccine. As soon as it came out, I have a lot of health risks that I have to deal with. I said, I ain't going to mess with this. I'm going to get the vaccine. I don't want to get COVID. Just don't want to deal with it. And he pointed out, Donald Trump and Melania both got the vaccine. Internet platforms have attempted to crack down on vaccine misinformation during the pandemic, prompting allegations of censorship on the right and big tech. The big, uh, the book that Robert F. Kennedy Jr. has written says that the uh, alleges that Fauci and Gates, Bill Gates, worked together to finance and promote the very gain of function experiments in Wuhan. That may have released the COVID-19 pathogen Is Bill Gates and Fauci It's all their fault He was kicked off of Instagram for posting debunked claims In a March letter addressed to Joe Biden Kennedy alleged that vaccines could be causing injuries and deaths And implored the US to identify more of such cases He also alleged that the CDC was brushing cases under the rug and was working with the media and social media sites to remove and censor these reports. Biden said in mid-July that Facebook and other online platforms are killing people by allowing health misinformation to proliferate. That's our Democrat president saying that. So everybody's bashing Facebook. You, (laughs) Everybody, all the... Conservative talk show hosts hate Facebook They're kicking off all their own social media now All these other like new right wing only type social media sites And even Biden now It's Facebook's fault They're pushing all this uh, misinformation Health misinformation Kennedy took many of these viewpoints to his social media accounts Facebook in February said that it removed Kennedy's account because he was, quote, repeatedly sharing debunked claims about the coronavirus or vaccines. But Kennedy's still on Twitter. He regularly shares posts from his anti-vax organizations, such as one this past week featuring a scientist who purported to have found evidence between COVID-19 vaccines and neurodegenerative disorders. That explains me I got the vaccine Listen to me I must have some neurodegenerative disorder And that's not even funny to talk about Because I've dealt with neurodegenerative people With neurodegenerative It's horrible We put We just Go through life Taking for granted All the amazing things our human bodies do And then when something like this breaks down It's like oh my gosh Wow We are fragile How fragile we are As Sting sang Sting sang it Sting did Outside of the police He sang it Others in the Kennedy bloodline Notably don't share His stance on vaccines In 2019 Kennedy's siblings Kathleen Kennedy Townsend And Joseph P. Kennedy III And niece Maeve Kennedy McKean Penned an essay In Politico Entitled RFK Jr. is our brother and uncle He's tragically wrong about vaccines 
That article was written by Katie Canales And it was written uh, It was on Yahoo News And Katie Canales, by the way Usually writes for Business Insider She is an Austin-based tech reporter At Business Insider She graduated from Texas A&M University with a bachelor's degree in journalism You may say, oh What the heck does she know? She's just a tech reporter She's, She's in the big tech pocket Well, there you go There is your response Muckrack Oh, what's this? Muckrack.com went after her Is that interesting? So she's got a lot of people that don't like her Because of how she's exposing people like RFK Jr. Let's let's move on to something else I just want to say that I know that uh, some of you may Well, you're probably not listening to this podcast If, if you really... Uh, I mean, I don't really go after anti-vaxxers that much, but I do find it silly that a year ago we were just praying for some kind of cure, and now there's a cure out there, and people are like, no, wait, what? Uh, uh Uh-uh. The vaccine is worse than the cure. Isn't there an old expression that says something to that effect? Sometimes the sickness is... Wait, what is it? Sometimes... You know what it is. It's in a song. Okay, here we go. Make a plan when disaster is coming towards you. There's more tips at ready.gov, by the way. Be prepared for being home down, uh, homebound if something should happen like a... I don't know. Well, the wildfire, no. You don't want to be homebound. You want to get out of your home. But let's say a hurricane or something homebound. Or uh, let's say make a plan. Ask yourself, how will I receive emergency alerts and warnings? What is my shelter plan? What is my evacuation route? What is my household communication plan? Prepare your family. Consider the specific needs and responsibilities for each family member. Uh, As you prepare, tailor your plans and supplies to your specific daily needs and responsibilities. Discuss your needs and responsibilities and how people in the network can assist each other with communication, care of children, business, pets, or specific needs like the operation of durable medical equipment. Create your own personal network for specific areas where you need assistance. Keep in mind different ages of members within your household, the responsibilities for assisting others, location frequent, locations frequented, uh, dietary needs, medical needs including prescriptions and equipment, disabilities or access and functional needs including devices and equipment. Fill out a family emergency plan and practice that plan with household members have additional supplies of food and water. Take steps to ensure you have enough prescription and non-prescription drugs and health supplies. Have copies of health records for every member of your household. For information specific to flooding, earthquake, epidemics, and more, you can go to ready.gov. But those are some general tips. And, you know, with all of the stay-at-home stuff that we had to go through last year starting to open up a little bit but then locking down some more because of the variant but studies have shown that you know a lot of people were doing puzzles during this time my lovely lady friend did two jigsaw puzzles studies have shown 
People who do jigsaw puzzles have lower lifespans. Did I say lower? I meant longer. Yeah, you would never want to do a jigsaw puzzle then. No, no, it actually helps you live longer. And there's, but this is a lower, here's where it was, a lower chance of developing memory loss, dementia, or Alzheimer's. According to a 2012 study from Archivers of Neurology, puzzling wards off the plaque that is contributing mark as a contributing marker of Alzheimer's. It gets rid of that plaque. Elderly people who puzzled regularly had scans comparable to their younger counterparts. So yeah, it good for you, puzzles. Life is a puzzle. Hey, do you have nuts? Are you nuts about nuts? Here's a quick tip. Nuts have a weakness. Oh, if you're allergic to nuts, then never mind. It's maybe the allergy was caused by vaccines. They have a limited shelf life, nuts. All those good for you unsaturated fats turn rancid when exposed to oxygen and heat. If stored incorrectly, nuts quickly become bitter and inedible if stored incorrectly. The easiest way to combat this is to keep nuts in an airtight container or zip close freezer bag. Then place them in the refrigerator for up to three months or in the freezer for a year. And while you're at it, always store nut oils in the fridge too. That's good. And there's heart healthy, you know, all kinds of good stuff in nuts. Those uh, uh, unsaturated fats, heart healthy fats are in there too. I think in walnuts. So, do you have tired eyes? A period. Uh, what is this? A, a, a periorbital edema. Reddened conjunctivae. Nine times out of ten, those puffy, droopy eyelids and dark circles are caused by insufficient or poor sleep. Try to get at least seven hours of sleep at night. Do a consistent schedule to keep your circadian levels balanced. We, talk, uh, we talked about circadian rhythms and whatnot and getting good night's sleep uh, in a podcast last week. Do cut off caffeinated beverages 10 hours before bedtime. Ooh, and I got to get up early, so I should probably stop drinking coffee now. Mm. I love the coffee. Caffeine has a 10-hour half-life, which means 50% of the coffee you guzzle at noon will still be in your system at 10 p.m. It says here, don't nap in the afternoon, but that other utter article, the other one, that one that I read said, no, it's important to nap. If you are low on sleep, it is necessary, but just don't do it all the time and keep the nap short. And don't try to keep catch up on sleep over the weekend. It will just throw uh, your balance off on Monday. That's true. I also... Saw that in that other article I caught and read for you. Foods that are rich in vitamin K help reduce under eye circles, a problem that I have to deal with, by healing damaged capillaries and improving your body's blood clotting ability. Vitamin C packed fruits and veggies can thicken the eyelid dermis so your dark circles are less visible. Foods to indulge in include spinach, Cabbage, avocado, kale, oranges, strawberries, 
kiwi grapefruit Also Asian pears and tofu You need to bypass high sodium stuff Like soy sauce Ooh, that should just be called sodium sauce And chips, you know, they got a bunch of salt on it And also overly processed foods All of that can lead to puffy eyes According to a Los Angeles therapist The expression, you're you're a sight for sore eyes When you've been looking at something undesirable, stressful, or upsetting Our eye muscles get rigid The whites redden and the skin around them gets tight and worn out If you're endlessly staring at a computer screen, paperwork, or a detailed task Keep this in mind Take a 5 minute break every 20 to 60 minutes to exercise your eyes Circle them clockwise, counterclockwise, vertically, horizontally Place a cool cloth over your eyes and rest them And wear blue light blocking glasses I have actually never tried that before Looking figuratively at a difficult situation can just be as hard on the eyes It may take several viewing sessions To dial the discomfort all the way down But bravely looking at a problem Via a meditation app And journaling is the key To calming your eyes in every sense of the word Calming your eyes Meditation with your eyes closed Helps your brain waves slow down To an alpha state Allowing them to rest While your brain works on Resolving life challenges at hand Journaling immediately after Word allows you to process what your psyche has presented Interesting That also from the Costco connection And finally I wanted to point this out As an uplifting moment here Outside a cafe anyway Somewhere in Podcaster Valley 10 And that is This very wonderful thing Patrick Benson Writes I think horses are the most underused yet highly effective form of therapy I've ever come across. Patrick Benson is part of the organization War Horses for Veterans, a recovery facility for veterans and first responders that is also a 30-acre horse ranch in Kansas. Launched in 2015 and funded by donations, corporate gifts, and benevolent entrepreneurs, the organization hosts all-expenses-paid gatherings of six to eight men and women to work on personal and professional growth. The programs range from one-day workshops to nine-day intensive sessions, working with horses and other vets or first responders. He says our mission is to help veterans and first responders, many of whom have experienced life-disrupting trauma, to not only recover from their limitations, but discover a new mission. By spending time together, working with horses and with each other, attendees begin to reconnect with their talents and abilities in new and meaningful ways. It enables them to reintegrate into their families, their workplaces, and their communities. This program saved my life. Said an Iraq war veteran Who spoke anonymously Horses are good teachers Continues Patrick Benson You can't fool them They will humble you If that's what you need But they can build you up too We see amazing transformations here Never underestimate a horse Or look at a, a, A gift horse in the mouth And now We're outside a cafe anyway And speaking of which Look who's out here right now at this time Hi Mike It's Benita the Rodeo Queen How y'all doing I brought my 
horse doing? Oh, that's wonderful. Look who else is here. Oh, he's a disgruntled fellow player, tell you what. What? I think all those vaccines were made by Democrats who hate Republicans, and they were made to kill us all. And Anthony Fauci, he got Trump thrown out of the White House, and that the he helped with the election fraud, and that there's all kinds of chemicals in the vaccine that will create mind control. Wow, you're starting to sound like that band. <laughs> Who did that song? You know what one I'm th- thinking of? Silent Lucidity. Do you remember that? Oh, Queen's Reich, of course. You will achieve mind control, says in the middle of the song. That song was interesting. It was right during the whole uh, grunge thing was going on, and Queen's Reich wasn't considered really. Grunge, they were more of a heavy metal thing But they got really big on MTV By the way, MTV celebrating their 40 year Anniversary today And that was What, in 90 91 I think That song came out Oh, it went to number One on the Billboard album chart, number 9 On the Billboard Hot 100 Really? I had no idea that song got that hot Yeah, it was a power ballad 1990 no It Oh it was released in 91 That's right 90, 91 was an interesting year I talked about yesterday The guy uh, Daryl Braithwaite Who didn't get that popular in the US But he was huge in Australia And he came out with his huge album And I can't think of it at the moment But if you, look, if you Google him It's the only album really that pops up That was huge for him 1991 uh, and then the horses song You go riding with the horses Yeah, yeah It was big uh, In Australia Not big here Although Kenny Loggins covered the song But in Australia, like everybody knows it At the end of the song A cello or double pass A double bass plays the theme From the traditional Brahms lullaby The typical English translation Words being lullaby and good night, go to sleep, little baby. The song was recorded with sweeping orchestrations. Often the orchestra is not relegated to the background, but instead is prominent, such as during the second half of the instrumental section of Silent Lucidity. Ah! Because of the lyrical content and the title of the song, it is assumed to be based on the subject of lucid dreaming. During the Middle Eight, which we called the break, uh, in England they call it the Middle Eight, but in America, what a song, American songwriters generally call the break. Uh, most songs are s- structured as verse, chorus, verse, chorus, and then you have your break or your, um, oh, there's another name for it, I can't think of it. But the, you know, the part that kind of changes the song. A bridge. Some people call it a bridge, which Toby Keith, the country singer, said, um, never, you should never burn a bridge or write a bridge. He was not big into writing bridges in his songs. But so anyway, the middle eight, that middle part of the song, uh, there's a distorted voice explains a method for lucid dreaming. He says, and it's, it's, yeah, that deep voice goes, visualize your dream. Record it in the present tense 
put it into a permanent form. If you persist in your efforts, you can achieve dream control. Which we were talking about conspiracy theories the other day on this podcast and talking about how it all comes from people wanting more control. So that's why they come up with the theories. It's all theories. All it is is theoretical stuff in the wind. But that's Kansas, not Queensryche. Although they should tour together. That would be a good concert. Hey, look who else is here. Hello, Mike. I make delicious root beer. Here's some right now. Hey, man. Thank you. Wow, we were discussing Coldplay lyrics last show, Queensryche lyrics this show. I think it's time to wrap up the show. But you gotta drink my root beer. I'll tell you. Okay. Thank you. Next show, it's going to be the one when I'm drinking the root beer. Hold on. Mm-mm. Thank you. Next show, I don't know if I want to do a podcast at five in the morning. We'll see if I can manage that. But at any rate, the next show, whenever that is, will include Madame Rudabiga Valentino and Bison Bentley. If you'd like to chime in about anything, call me 336-MM-DAILY. 3 plus 3 equals 6. MM as in Mike Matthews daily, as in what this podcast has been for quite a few days now. Thank you for listening. Take it out. Uh, take it out. Take it and take the show and end it, basically, is what I'm saying, A-Frame. Mike's Daily Podcast is written and produced and performed by Mike Matthews. His podcast is super easy to find. Download or listen to his show and read his blog at mikesdailypodcast.com. Email Mike now at mikesdailypodcast at gmail.com. See you tomorrow. Bye.